Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Saturday. <laughs> I lost track of the days. Saturday, January 30th. Did I write Saturday in all the thumb thumbnails? Or did I, I think I might have wrote Sunday. I think I wrote Sunday in all the thumbnails that I made for today. I'm going to have to fix that. It's Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Saturday. Wow. What's going on with me? I've lost track of the days. It's Saturday, January 30th, 2021. Hope you guys are doing better than I am. I've got some um, science and sport. Uh, these are old. I bought these a while ago. This is pineapple and mango flavor. I think I need a little bit of hydration, a little bit of uh, electrolytes. Had a long run today, a good workout. Hope you guys are doing well too. All right. Before we get started into uh, some of the chat that's in for the people that are in here today, let's say hi to everyone that's listening on the podcast, audio-only version. Appreciate you guys so much for listening. Hope you're having a good run. And for everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully you guys are having a great day as well whenever you're watching this. All right, we got Jana in here first. She was early. She got here early, went for a run at about 10K. She didn't hit start on Strava. Oh, she had also had a dream about me last night. Very weird. Awesome. Um, I, I don't know what it's been. I think that there's something out there in like the collective subconscious because what was it? Um, I thought that I just saw a video from what is it? They're, they're English. The running channel. Is that what it is? The running channel. They did something about forgetting to like restart your watch. Um, if you've paused it, like if you're at a, like an intersection or something, forgetting to do that. And then I think, um, Coach Morgan over at the Run Experience also did something about that just today. And now, John, it happened to you too. Oh, man. That stinks. I mean, I've definitely had the moment. I've, I mean, it hasn't been recently, but I've definitely had a moment where I was like running and something happened with the watch. Um, like if, uh, if it's real cold and the watch dies because it's just too cold, which just hasn't happened to me recently, but... It's happened to me with some other watches before. And at that point, I'm like, should I just stop? Should I just go home? I'm like, what What am I even doing out here? I've been there before. I know the feeling. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Altishin says, the name is Chili Ass Tall, by the way. Uh, all right. Whole situation is extremely embarrassing. I'm not sure what that's all about, dude. Gideon's here. Says, hey, everybody. Bit early today. Yeah. A lot of people got here super early. Sarah Mims got here early, too. Um, yeah, hasn't happened to her that situation yet, but just waiting for it. Hopefully this will be one of your only times it's now past you. Yeah, you know, I think that it's one thing if you've got it, like if you're, um, hmm, if you're starting Strava, like on your phone, that's harder. Um, I mean, or if you're doing it from a, a watch, like an Apple watch, that's hard too. But if you're doing it from like an Apple Watch, won't the Apple Watch kind of can't it tell you when you were active, so it can give you an idea of like when it started? So that that might be it. And then for a lot of other people, I think if you just do the auto pause, that should handle a lot of that kind of potential situation. And it says, "Hey, Kofuzi and everyone, happy Saturday! What's going on, Innes?" Britt Nicole two forty eight says, "Have anyone tried the Lone Peak fives yet?" The Lone Peak is a model that I haven't tried myself. But we'll see. I'm not sure what my next Ultra is going to be. I think it might be a while. A lot of shoes are starting to come in, and I'm worried that I'm just not going to be able to get to stuff. Plus, I just don't know what uh, our situation is going to be looking like the next couple of months. I don't know if we're going to stay here for a little while once we take care of some business. Um, 
like literally and figuratively, or if we're going to go back to Iowa. If we go back to Iowa, I'll probably get into another ultra sooner, but if it's not, maybe a little bit later. I don't know. Kamek Robride says, hello, Kuvu, Action Squad 2000. Awesome. Uh, I like Action Squad 2000. Today, for the Insta- my Instagram post, um, I don't know if you guys saw that today, but uh, I ran in the Rocket X, and the caption for it today was Hoka One One in the Wu-Tang name generator is um, Tough Criminal, T-U-F-F Criminal. So there's that. Rocket X, I think, translated to like artist something, and I was like, oh, but there's a shoe called the artist, so I don't want to put that one out. So I did the Hoka One One One. So there's that. That that action squad made me think about that. So pretty funny stuff. Chris Al's here says happy Saturday, friends. What's going on, Chris? CJ Cruz is here as well. Kevin Harris coming in from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for joining in today. If anyone is new, I'd love to hear where you're joining in from. If you're comfortable sharing that, or if you just want to hang back and take it all in, that's cool too. It's going to be pretty unstructured today. Just hanging out. This is a conversation. Think of it like kind of like the conversation that happens after a long run with your like run group. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. I'll try to get to them if I can, if I see it. If I don't see it right away, like if I haven't answered it and it's been a while, feel free to put it in there again. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to catch it uh, that other time. And sometimes people, you guys have been good about kind of like alerting me when there's a question or something like that. So um, I'll, I'll try to answer all the questions that come in. But welcome everyone who's new and also all the familiar faces like JC. says, happy Saturday. David Prabhu says, good afternoon. Miami Half Marathon virtual this morning and a one-minute PR. Awesome. Let's get that PR bell out. Good work, David. Ooh, one minute. That's a lot of time. Good job. Yeah, David Holbrook says Sunday. Yeah, I'm off. I don't. I, I'm gonna have to change that thumbnail. Um, once we're done here, I don't. I just. It's. It felt like a Sunday today. It's totally weird. But I, you know what? It also feels like. It just feels like I had an extra day weekend. So that's also nice. Um, this weekend is kind of a weird one for us in Chicago because there's another potential teacher strike that's going to happen, which would be the second one in like two years, two years, three years, something like that. There was a ridiculously long, there was like a five week, four week long teacher strike right before the pandemic hit. Um, and there might be another one because the mayor's trying to get all the, everything to go back to in-person two days a week learning and the teachers and I'm with the teachers on this one are like, I don't think it's a good time to be doing that. Um, but I think the biggest irony of it all is that, um, last week when it almost came to a head, um, we were like, no, it's really important to get the kids in school, which I totally agree with, but there's like another, you know, there's limits on that in the same week where the teacher, like the, the mayor is like, we got to get these kids in school. We had that snowstorm last week and like most of the collar counties all shut down school for the day. So it's like, we shut down schools all the time. We go months without school regularly every year. Um, so I just, I mean, like, I think that there needs to be a little bit more kind of balance. I totally, I, I don't totally, but I understand and I think I can relate to the people who really need to send their kids to in-person learning. But I feel like when you're in dense population centers, it's a, maybe a little bit different. I know, I, know, I mean, I'm on the more cautious side of things. I understand that as well, but... We may be coming to a head in terms of whether or not there's going to be in-person school on the same time where we're going to be shutting school down for snowstorms. That's my only main point. I'm not trying to advocate 
that one side is right or another, but the irony is that we're fighting over it in school attendance and we're going to be shutting school down possibly for snow. They say it might be the biggest snowstorm that Chicago has is going to get in like the last five years. So it's got some interesting potential here. Uh, all right. Sorry about that little rant. Eric the Red said, good day. What's going on, Eric? And Jeff Elliott's here. Good to see you again. Hello. Jeff, you've been busy with work, I think, right? Good to see you. Um, let's see. Uh, ooh. Munro's Warren says, listening from Melbourne, Australia. Awesome. We've been seeing, um, speaking of COVID, I guess, we've been, there's been talk about the Super Bowl. Apparently they're going to have spectators. I haven't followed NFL at all. Um, so apparently they're going to have spectators and they're, because uh, it's, is it in Florida or something like that? And they're just saying that, like, you know, there's going to be all these restrictions, all this stuff happening. And they're like, and contrast that to the Australian Open, where they've had tons of spectators because the country hasn't had any cases in however long. Um, I don't know if that's exactly the right way I remember, like, if that's accurate, but that's how I'm remembering the stories being told about it. So, um, you know, tale of two places, I guess. But hope you're doing well in Melbourne. Melbourne, right? I always say I want to. I always want to pronounce all the vowels that are in there. I want to say Melbourne, but I don't think that's how people in from there say that. So I want to respect that. Andre Young says he's coming in from San Diego. What's going on, Andre? I was thinking about San Diego today. One because it was really cold here today, and I love San Diego uh, weather. And I was watching a podcast interview with um, who is it? Kellogg's on the run. Uh, I was interviewing Track Club, but track club bay who's uh coming who's out of san diego as well so i was just thinking about san diego today rudolfo's coming in from puerto rico oh i miss puerto rico it's been now a long time since i've been to puerto rico um it was after the 2019 chicago marathon no 2018 chicago marathon i think 2018 the last time i went so it's been a while i can't wait to go back oh paul benterell says new listener and follow from naperville awesome what's going on paul Welcome, local boy. And uh, and Michael Daughtry says, well, I can say I haven't been this early before. Awesome. Well, welcome. Ooh, what is, what's that in your hand over here? He's got this, something in his hand in his avatar. Okay. Uh, oh, Brentstein's coming in from Brooklyn, New York. Awesome. All right, here's a question. Mark Sinderson says, hey, Kofuzi, how often are you using the Strides to Train with Power? I have had mine for a week, and I think it's going to change my training. It certainly can. Um... I use, I mean, I run with it every day because I want it to always know what I'm doing. So that way I can constantly update my critical power. I feel like the critical power number that Stride is giving me is low. I feel like I've been adding more mileage, adding more workouts as well. So I feel like my fitness is improving, but it's been, it's been kind of like decreasing my critical power over the last couple of months. And so I'm not sure what's going on with that. I don't know if like maybe my Stride is like slowly dying or what, I don't know what's going on. So um, that's a kind of a weird side note for me. But I wear it every day to make sure that it knows um, my overall level of fitness. I think, um, I don't know if it takes longer than a week for it to kind of start giving you that data. Um, I would probably, if I get the Stride new, I'd probably do, they have like a mini training program, like the, so that way Stride can like give you a couple of workouts to do based off of those workouts, then it can kind of figure out your fitness and go from there but um these days i've been using it as a primary guide for all my um reps and intervals so um during for like most of my runs easy runs i go by heart rate and i just kind of go easy 
and normally I'm not really even looking at that. I just kind of cover the watch with my jacket and I just go for an easy run and that's fine. Um, but when I have a workout, like I've been putting, you know, more, not workout, but I've been putting in work during my longer runs just because I don't want to be outside too long in the cold. Um, and on and like one other time during the week and so whenever I have something like that where I want to go marathon pace or marathon effort or threshold effort or kind of like mile uh, race effort that's when I'll reach for the stride and the way that I kind of figure out those numbers um, is for threshold is critical power that's your critical power number um, otherwise I'll use the race calculator and say like I'm doing a mile race I'll tell it I'm doing a mile race and I'll say okay you can do it at this many watts so that's what the watts that I shoot for give or take you know five on each side of that number and that's kind of how I set up um, my training with power Martha says every day feels like Sunday since last March <laughs> I mean for me it doesn't it doesn't because I got the, the kids are like in school kind of you know but I know I definitely know what you mean um, Gideon went skiing today for the first time in his life. Awesome. How'd it go? Are you sore? I remember the first time I went, I don't remember the first time I went skiing, but I do remember the first time I went snowboarding and I was on my butt like the entire time and I was very sore by the end of the day. Laura's here from Budapest. Hi Laura, how are you? And Nate Will, 91, sending, sending love from Arizona. Awesome. I'm very envious of the warm weather. It's so cold here. And... At some point during this live stream, I think right now, like at 3 o'clock is when there was a winter storm warning. Unless it changed since this morning, but there's a winter storm. I can never remember the difference between warning and advisory, which one's worse. But there's something that's going to happen tonight. So um, that big storm I was just talking about. So the snow might start soon. I'm keeping an eye on it out the window, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely thinking about warmer weather right now. Uh, Gavin Braden says it still feels like 2020. Yeah, it kind of it definitely does. Two things on that is I was um, looking, I was doing something on Instagram stories, and number one, the gifts on Instagram stories are absolutely terrible. I don't know why they're so bad. Why can't they be better? I wish there were gifts on Instagram stories like there's gifts on Twitter. I love gifts on Twitter. I almost, I will, if I don't have a gift that can go with a response or to a tweet on Twitter. I will really reconsider whether I even need to make that tweet at all. That's kind of where I'm at. I just love the tweets, other the gifts on tweets. Um, but I was looking at the gifts on um, Instagram for the stories, and one of it was like, it was uh, excited about 2020, and it was 2020 is gonna be your year. That was like the gif, and it was like an animated text and stuff like. That. And it was like a calendar that opened up, like a daily planner. And it was very optimistic for 2020. I was like, ooh, I wonder when that gif was made long time ago the other thing that was weird is um speaking of still feels like 2020 is i've been watching a lot of ali ostrander's videos on youtube um and uh at the beginning she always lays the date out and so she'll be like you know friday january 28th 2021 and she'll add the letters ad to it and so it'll be like january 28th 2021 ad and for whatever reason, when she does that, it makes it look like I'm watching a video from the future. I, I just don't, like, it has a very much like, um, uh, like a Terminator type of vibe to it. Because you're watching a video and, like, it, it looks, I don't, I don't know, there's something about whatever camera she's using that, like, 
I could be convinced that the video was shot five years ago. You know, I, I'm not to like criticize or not, but like, um, just like the, the format that she uses, um, for her storytelling. And so like, it just seems like I'm, I'm from the past watching a movie in the future. That was, I don't know. It just, re it's really weird. It's just like a very strange, like time loop that seems to be happening every time she writes the words AD at the end of the date. So I, 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 I don't know. I know. I, I feel very disconnected to time right now. <laughs> uh, um, Kurt is looking for a PR belt, but he said he ran 13.2 this morning and only missed the PR by 40 minutes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Um, right now, like, uh, I'm kind of hoping that my stride power meter or something wrong with it because I'm out there and I'm running and I feel like I'm working hard and I know it's winter time and you've got heavier gear on and the temperatures aren't optimal for, for like, you know, setting records or personal records, but I'm out there and I'm working and I'm like, this doesn't, this should feel faster. This should be faster for what it feels like I'm running. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get to those other times that I'm shooting for. So like, I feel like there's like a lot of work to do. So I'm a little bit concerned about that i'm feeling like oh man this shouldn't be this hard for that pace but i'm i'm just gonna have faith that it's all gonna come together you know we'll fit we'll we'll, uh, we'll get there that's what i'm thinking hopefully uh ben Wise saying solidarity with the teachers i yep oh i mean on this one for sure duke holbrook is coming in from the mean streets of south central <laughs> lexington kentucky i don't think i've ever been i don't think i've ever had the pleasure of visiting lexington kentucky hmm. All right, JC said, oh, that's right, 10K time trial today. He was expecting high winds, and he did have high winds. Some rain and very wet course, but not too bad. Some local elites dominated. Oh, that's cool. Oh, awesome. Today, I was out on the lakefront trail and thinking, like, it was super windy out, and uh, conditions weren't great. And I was like, you know, anyone that can is probably going to hit a treadmill today. And I was out there doing uh, my workout, and I was feeling really good about myself. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting it done. I'm only one out here. And then, like, I turned a corner, and then, like, all the running groups were there. Um, so, like, a whole bunch of Kara, Chicago Area Running Association, Runners Association, Running Association, I don't know, RA, was out there. And they had tons of people out there. Um, and then it seemed like every local, like, um, running group, like, uh, coached group, uh, was out. And they brought all their fast people. So, like, I'm out there working hard. And people are just whizzing by me, chatting it up, like, giggling and, like, just doing an easy run and just blowing my doors off. And I'm like, ooh, that's a nice kind of – not that I'm fast, but, like, it really made me feel like I'm not fast. So, like, yeah, local elites. I think they were all out, and I think they were all on Lakefront Path. I'm guessing, like, with the storm coming tomorrow, everyone was like, we got to get our work in today. But, like, yeah, there was a lot of people um, – out there a lot of fast runners out there today i was um towards the end i was doing like every other mile hard and i was on a rest period and i think i'm guessing by the fact that they all had matching maroon on that they were loyola runners and so um they like whizzed by me super fast which was weird because they were really chatty um i think it was the the loyola men's i don't know if it's their track team or the cross country who knows the seasons are all messed up but um, so they were all out there and they were running and they were, they were moving really fast. And I was like, Oh, 
And I was like, uh-oh, now I'm going to, like, my, my next work phase is coming up, and it's going to look weird because then if they just passed me, and now it's going to look like I'm trying to pass them or whatever. Um, so then they were maybe, like, 100 meters ahead of me, and then, like, my next work phase, like, clicked over. So I start moving, and then I realize they were, like, jogging, and still moving faster than like my threshold pace and they were so they were still like still picking up distance on me like still like putting distance between me and them and i was like i was just like out of breath and working really hard because it was my last one of the day i was on mile 14 or 15 something like that so i was like i'm tired i'm like i had a million excuses there's a headwind everything like that but um but i was like man these kids are just destroying me out here today and they're not even trying um, but then I was telling my wife this story and she's like, you know, but they're also half your age. So I was like, okay, I don't know if that makes me feel that much better. I think that kind of makes me feel worse, but you know, there's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> but how did you do on your 10k today, JC? You didn't say that. I'm looking at the comment now. Not too bad, right? Okay. All right. Spanish heart said I had a good run today. Got my wet and the speed's muddy. All right. Any hustle tips on cleaning the white mesh? Um, my, my main thing is I then I'll, I'll just get them wet again some other time. Um, usually if I'm running by the lake, that's pretty easy to do. Um, if you need to, I mean, you could always kind of just run them under water, like in the sink, take the insole out, take the laces out, run them under water in the, in your sink and just kind of like move the material around, get it scrubbed. You don't necessarily need to use soap. Um, you can get a toothbrush in there if you want, but you know, unless you really want to keep that white clean i would say like you know get them dirty and the dirtiness is your badge of honor it lets people know that you've been using them so there um all right sorry i think uh the chat just jumped on me so okay so let's see dustin reed says new listener and sub from toledo what's going on dustin hope you're doing well in uh, ohio i'm trying to think if i've ever been to toledo i think i have it's been a long time if i have all right, Teddy Man said, Edbud reviewed the Ultra Boost 21s. They trap stones on the outsole. Hmm, interesting. Where would they be trapping stones on that one? I'm trying to think of what the outsole pattern looks like. It's different this year for sure. So, I mean, I'll keep an eye out for it. There aren't too many stones that I'll be encountering out here in Chicago, but I'll keep an eye out for it. Ben Browning says, GIF or GIF pronunciation? I go with GIF. I know the person who invented the file says it's GIF. But I feel like it's like a, it's like a literary work. Once you make it and release it into the world, the the world receives it how it will, regardless of what you think about it. And I'm gonna call it GIF. I feel like if they wanted, if he wanted it to be pronounced GIF, he should have found a way to put a J in there. Like it's graphical something, right? The first, the first, the G, is for the word graphical. It's not trafical, right? So that's why the, the GIF doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Sherry Carmack says, Hey, from Plainfield, Illinois. What's going on, Sherry? So glad you have these in podcast form as well. It makes my long roads easier. Today, I actually made a live, a live stream. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, I'm glad people are enjoying these on the run. I know, like, for me, I go through a variety of different types of podcasts. Like, depending on the run, I might want, like, a different kind of, like, like setting. You know, or like, I don't want to say ambiance, but like some are more serious, some are more kind of fun. And so like, you know, this one is definitely tends to lean on the more kind of like, you're like listening. I equate it to like 
when you're in your car and you're listening to the radio in the morning, like the morning talk radio, not talk radio, but like, like the regular radio station that plays like top 40 music, they'll have like their morning personalities on. I kind of equate it like a running version of that. That's what I hope for. And so like sometimes you just kind of want something that's kind of just easy and hopefully that's what you're getting out of it. Um, but thanks for, thanks for tuning in uh, live today from Plainfield, also local. Nice. Um, all right. Gideon says, it went great. Fell over a lot, though. Ooh. All right. Albert says, he misses snowboarding. He used to snowboard five times a week. Now I turned into a runner. That's a lot of snowboarding. Hmm. Uh, ben Browning said, Mike, how's the hair? Man bun weekend. You know what? So I've been, fr- I've been frustrated. I don't know if this works or not, but this has been my solution. I need it kind of like out of my face and like i wanted like off the neck and it's at a it's not long enough to get everything in a single man bun so i went with double man buns today there's one up here and there's another one back here so i figured i don't know i don't know if it looks weird or what but it's got all the all the hair is up and uh you know i'm kind of like well well, it's kind of like a ray vibe so uh i can go with that so that's kind of what i'm doing with it today I still think it looks weird and it exacerbates just how much my hairline is receding overall, but yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'm thinking that maybe I'm just not used to seeing myself like this, so we'll try it. If I don't, you know, get used to it, then I'll probably get rid of the hand bun, but we'll try it for another couple of days. Uh, Witchcraft Lady says, greetings from Germany. Awesome. Welcome, Witchcraft. And the Hoss Dog says, co. Why do you typically choose to run every day? To keep mileage high or your body responds better to it? Do you throw out some weeks in there um, to get the legs uh, a little rest? Uh, do you throw some down weeks in there to get the legs a little rest? Um, I choose to run every day because I like I like uh, the repetition of it. Um, I feel like I'm missing out if I don't get a run in every day. There's like so like a FOMO type of feeling to it. That be, I mean, that kind of belittles it. It's not really what it is, but it's kind of like that. Um, I just like running. I like getting out there. Um, I like starting off the day with a run. It makes me feel like I'm getting something done. Um, and I feel like the trade-off, I mean, even on days where I'll like, you know, my body's really tired. I need, I really need, I think it'd be better for my recovery if I slept another couple hours rather than got up early and went for a run like i don't i don't i don't think that i never feel like the trade-off is there although i'm sure it is but i mean i'm usually up early anyway to edit videos so it's not like if i didn't run i'd sleep until like 9 30 or anything like that i'd still be up at like 4 30 or 5 today i woke i slept in and i woke up at 5 today so that i mean that's kind of it it's like you know if i need to keep it short i'll do a short run i'll run like five or six miles takes like 45 minutes to an hour something like that so it's not too taxing um i just like it it's the main reason uh, all right jana says i watched seth's video today of the craft shoe he really didn't like it oh i didn't see i, I saw that he made the video today i haven't had a chance to look at it interesting asset vong says when it's really cold i just run around the box Ooh, your 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 block is half a mile. That's nice. That's very convenient. 
That's very convenient because then you could turn that into using that for reps. Mm, yeah, I wish that there were like a really nice way that I could like mark off like intervals like that, a 400 meter like segment or an 800 meter segment. I bought one of those measuring wheels. I've never used it yet, but uh, I'd like to be able to do that. That'd be kind of nice because I just don't like the track all that much. Lee Hammond, what's going on, Lee? Coming in from South Wales. Welcome. Little Owl. L Little Owl has a bunny as the avatar. But Little Owl says hello from Switzerland. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Javier V says, King Kong or Godzilla? Who would you put your bets on? I would say Godzilla. Because, like, uh, I mean, like, it's, it depends on which Godzilla you watch, but he varies in size, it seems. And sometimes he seems to have different powers than others. But King Kong is just a giant gorilla, right? Which is impressive in and of itself. But King Kong never has, like, King Kong doesn't ever breathe fire. Or he's never, like, doesn't ever shoot, like, lightning bolts out of his eyes or anything like that. He's just big. Godzilla has like is giant and has like weird superpowers. So that's kind of how I would pick that. Jonathan says, I looked at Atreus shoes today. The shipping made me want to wish I lived in the US. It's more expensive than the shoe itself. Yeah, shipping is tough. I think that we all get very spoiled by some of the big companies that have really mastered global distribution. It's insane how um, much they've been able to make things really uh, that it changes a lot of industries for example like you know my one of the things is like my in-laws will frequently like kind of complain about oh they don't make things like they used to make them anymore we used to be able to buy like a washing machine and it would last 20 years now it only lasts 10 and I'm like you get a washing machine that lasts 10 years but um but they were like, yeah, we were going to have the repair person come out. But for the amount it would take the repair person to come out, we were like three quarters of the way to a new machine. So I was like, oh, well, yeah. Um, so like, it's just amazing that it's not so much that like repair people are expensive. It's just that they've been able to bring prices down on things so much, either through mass production or distribution or, or whatever. And then global shipping isn't really like it's so much of a matter of global shipping it's about global distribution so that's pretty amazing smart people um, but yeah with the tray they're smaller so you'd have to send it from Texas I think uh, so yeah that makes it harder um, Sue Ann says <laughs> hi everyone almost missed the live stream staring at Strava I've been there I usually for me it's like looking at YouTube so I'll like sit down, I'll get everything set up and I might have like a couple minutes then I'll like start looking at YouTube videos and then I'm like, ooh, I'm almost late. So I've, I've done that before. Ooh, Jane the Longer said, Nick Bear did it. Sub three. Oh, that's awesome for him. I mean, he's been killing those workouts. Those workouts that he does, they, they're so intense. And um, like those long runs where he's like finishing those long runs in like 620 miles, that seems unnecessary. But I mean, that's, it worked for him. Awesome. That's great news. Paul Bencherow says, do you feel even your slower runners should have an everyday shoe and a fast shoe? I run 10 minute pace, but wonder if I'm too slow to really benefit from a fast shoe. Current shoe is the Hoka Clifton 7. 
Um, yeah, I think that you can. I don't think you need to. Uh, I don't think most people strictly need to have uh, like a regular everyday shoe and then a fast day shoe. But I like the idea of having that because with some rare exceptions, for the most part, I feel like a lot of these shoes, they feel good or you're, you kind of get the main benefit of them by effort level and not necessarily by pace. Because if it were by pace, then even I really wouldn't get any benefit from any of the carbon racing shoes that are out there. Because if they're designed for people that are running five to six minute miles for their marathons, then there's no real reason for me to ever have any of them. Or I wouldn't notice if they're good or not. I'd think they were all terrible. But when I'm working harder, I do feel the benefit of these carbon-plated shoes. And so, not to say that you have to necessarily get carbon-plated shoes, but if you have um, a faster workout, then you might want to have a faster day kind of shoe. So, um, if your current shoe is a Clifton and you like it, I would certainly take a look at the Rincon. That could be one that you bring in for, like if you've got a faster run, Maybe you've got a track day coming up on like during the week or you have a, a long run with some kind of faster intervals to it or faster portions to it. Then the Rincon might be a nice one to kind of like, it's your, your, it's your kind of like show up and run kind of shoe. So I think there's a lot of reasons why I think that that would make sense. The other thing is you might want a second shoe anyway if you're running more than three days a week just to give that Clifton a little bit of a break so you're not running in that shoe every single day. It gives that foam just a little bit more time to kind of like um, not that it heals, but gives it time to like in between impact. So it's, it seems to lengthen the life of the shoes a little bit longer. <laughs> Jared Dew says, I reckon King Kong will defeat Godzilla, but will die trying. <laughs> Frank says the war against the Terminator is supposed to happen in 1997. Well, maybe it was wrong though. I mean, we've got things called... We have companies that are calling themselves Skynet right now. And I, I mean, Skynet really is Boston Dynamics, right? So Boston Dynamics still exists. Um, so, you know, there's still always a chance. Be optimistic about it, Frank. You know, <laughs> that we could still have that war against Terminators. It's possible. Hmm... Albert says, Kofuzi, you might want to upgrade the, to the Stride with Wind since it's so windy on the runs. I've been thinking about it. I'm also kind of just waiting for the Stride to die. Because, like, it's not technically waterproof, but I get that thing wet all the time. Um, I, I get it frozen. I mean, I've come back from one runs where there's, like, a little nugget of snow and ice on top of the Stride footpod because it got wet and then snow got on it and then more snow. And so it has, like, a little, like, chunk, like a chicken nugget-sized chunk of snow on top of the on top of the foot pod and it just takes a beating and it still keeps working or at least i think it's still working so it's been doing fine um so i'm just trying to like see like how how i mean i've had it for like three years i think how long is this supposed to last it's like the longest lasting piece of technology that i've had i'm getting a kind of attached to it i think Oh, Brandon Cam is here. Awesome. What's going on? I just saw that you interviewed Seth. Was it? Did you interview Seth? Was it? I thought you interviewed somebody. I mean, I've been meaning to go check that out. I haven't had time to get to it yet. Ramadas says hi from Cologne, Germany. What's going on, Rama? 
All right. Martha says, Mike, you'll get to the point where age grading is so relevant you'll actually be proud of it. Since I only started running at 58, I had no choice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, going back to me getting my uh, doors blown off by all those uh, younger runners that are out there today. But to be fair um, to the faster runners that are out there, they weren't all half my age. Some of the other runners, like the DW running group was out there today, and those those runners are super fast as well. And they are not all half my age. Some of them are only a little bit younger than me. Well, probably them are more than... Most of them are probably 10 years younger than me, maybe. I'm not sure. There's a variety. There's a range, depending on which part of the group showed up. But the people that showed up today were all super fast. And so, like, there was a point where I was running, and I had my selfie stick out, and I, like, rounded a corner, and I was working hard. Um, and then I didn't see, but then another, like, running group was coming by, so that was kind of, like, embarrassing. But whatever i mean i run with a selfie stick that's my thing but yeah maybe i need to age grade it so i don't i don't know how to age grade it grade on the fly though that's the thing i have to figure that out uh, carlos has is the peg trail too good for a super trail race um i would i would say like if you need a lot of grip so if you need that outsole traction to really dig in, it's not a dig-in kind of shoe. It's not. It doesn't have claws for feet. Um, I would say it's softer. So like if it is dry packed, then I think that it, it would work really well. If there's a mix of surfaces, maybe some pavement, maybe some sort of like access roads, like dirt roads that cars frequently travel on, like really packed, and, and then maybe some other surfaces as well, then I think it would be really good. But if it's like you know, scrambling on rocks and you really need to be able to dig in, then maybe not. Uh, Monroe Marlat Hollyroyd with the Super Chat. Thanks so much, Monroe. Says, what running watch do you recommend and why? I think it depends on what you need. The running watch that I have is a Polar Vantage V2. They did send this one to me, so I didn't, I didn't pay for this one myself, but I do love this watch. Of all the watches that I run in, this is one that I always keep coming back to. Uh, it has all the sensors that I want in it, and I like the way that Polar does um, their data so I can look at it. So I like the Polar ecosystem too. So there's really like two parts of it. How good is it like record stuff? And then like how can you look at the, what can you do with the stuff that it records? I think Polar really does that well. So I generally like to recommend Polar, but I think I only really enjoy Polar at kind of like the high end. I'm not as big a fan of some of their entry-level uh, offerings. I just feel like you do get an access to the ecosystem, but the watch just feels not as... Um, it's, it always feels a little bit expensive for what you get. At the more entry-level range, the kind of the watches that I like are... Um, I tried the Garmin 45, which I feel like is a very good price point, but you can't use a foot pod with it. so. I think if I were looking for an entry-level Garmin, I'd probably go with the 245. And then I also really like the Coros Pace 2. Another watch that I haven't tried, but I tried the Apex, which I feel like is pretty similar to the Coros Pace 2 in terms of what it has. And the price on for what you get in the Coros Pace 2 is pretty amazing. So those are the ones that I would look at. Uh, yeah. Ben Browning says, I'm trying to keep ahead of the next youngest group. I'm just trying to keep up with the group that I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry. I, I don't really worry about. I, you know, I don't really worry about the age too much. I'm where I'm at. I'm pretty good with it. 
you know, I've been thinking a lot about kind of that, kind of, not age, but, like, um, regular runners and then, like, professional runners. Um, and I think that, like, one thing that's, I think, very unique about, I mean, there's a lot of things that are very unique about running as a sport. But one of the things I think is particularly unique about it is that, like, to running to some extent, and, and part of the reason why, like, the whole, like, non-elite thing that I, uh, th- that hashtag comes from is the idea that w- once you get to a certain level, like, there's a, definitely a broiness that kind of can infect running to an extent. And part of that stems from, like, there's this weird kind of fiction in running where it's, like, if you are strong enough or work hard, you can get to that elite level. It's not true, but it it kind of exists in there. So it's like, oh, that's what I mean. That's where I feel like a lot of like the um, what like brushed up against that fiction for a lot of people and created dissonance was the vaporfly, where we were like, oh, people running eight minute miles for their marathon are trying to buy these vaporflies. Yeah, well, you you can't use those. Um, is part of that is because like well if you're going to use it you should have just worked harder and then you could be running seven minutes per mile for your marathon and then maybe you can use these right but for me like if I even even if I go back in time and go back into my 20s and train like a pro and worked hard like a pro and had the dedication like a pro I would never have gotten there and even if I rewind the clock back even further and from the time I started running in like junior high school had been started to get like groomed and funneled into like the higher achieving kind of runner category and worked like them, I wouldn't get the results like them. Because at a certain point when you get from like good at the high school level to even like excel like to like even like division two, division one running, like there's a certain level of like talent that has to be there. And like work and dedication isn't gonna get you there. And a lot of people might listen to that and be like, that seems kind of defeatist. And that's not necessarily true, Kofuzi Canopy. And I'm like, no, it, we, we, we take that at face value all the time. Like, if, if I were to say, like, you know what, the reason I'm not in the NBA is because I don't try hard enough. It's not that. We, we get very comfortable with the idea, usually in a lot of the spectator sports. Like, I could play tennis all the time, and uh, I'm never going to compete in a Grand Slam kind of thing. But for running, there's this idea where it's like if you're not fast, it's because it's your fault somehow. Um, or if you're not an elite, it's because it's there's something wrong with you or you've done something or didn't do something. So um, that's kind of something that's been kind of on my mind lately. It's been a very – I don't know why that's been on. Maybe it's because I'm feeling old. but Or maybe it's because I'm feeling slow lately. But that's something I've been thinking about. It's very strange. I feel like the more a sport becomes a spectator sport, the more like we like just like are very accepting of the idea like oh well lebron james is lebron james no one he's really great he was he works extremely hard but he was born with a certain amount of talent um but running really isn't a giant spectator sport and so a lot of it is like well people are fast because they work really hard and they kind of like pretend like the talent part really isn't a big deal but it still is a big deal both parts are required to be excellent or to be like world level you know i don't know i mean maybe i'm thinking that i'm coming up with some like brilliant or observation and everyone's like yeah of course i don't know frank says the the difference between the great frosh cross-country runners and the middle of the road ones has very much to do with how hard they're working that i will definitely agree with you like at the high school level for sure for sure i could see that but like i think the difference between 
um, the cross country runners that are going to the state meet um, and the ones that were like me that are like number six, number seven guy on their high school teams, you know, that isn't all just hard work. There's something that I don't have that I, that I never had that was, you know, so, I mean, maybe we're, I mean, maybe we're quibbling, but I, I do think that there's something that I just don't have. I don't know. But on the other side of that is what Ben was saying. What I like about running is that we can largely just compete with ourselves if we ignore comparing to others. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's what I've been doing for a long time. Um, and that is what's great. And, um, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what people have been having a hard time with with no races the last year is that, like, we have to then kind of look inward a little bit more instead of getting our gratification outward in a sense. So I don't know. I don't know. Um yeah, I mean, it's the other thing that I was thinking about that's kind of related to that is like the, you know, people say like, well, you should train like this, this and this because that's what the pros do. And um, the more I think about that, um, the more I think that that makes even less and less sense. Because like, you know, when you listen to like a pro thinking about like, well, you need to think about your race strategy. Is this going to be a fast race the entire time out or is this going to be a sit and kick? Whenever I hear like that kind of like discussion, I'm like, man, what is it like to be, to step to a line in a race and say like, all right, I'm not just going to try and run this as, as smartly as I can and have like even pacing or, or maybe negative split a race, but because of who's lining up next to me, I might want to sit back and then outkick them at the end. Like I just, that's not a, a capacity I've ever had to be able to make that kind of decision. Um, and that makes certain kinds of workouts make a, a lot more sense if those are the kinds of things that you need to be able to execute. But for someone like me, who's just trying to have a good time, like a, a, a good finishing time for a marathon, like the way I train, I guess, should be very different than if, cause I'm not ever going to be engaged in championship style racing. So, so I don't need to train like someone who does engage in championship style racing. So that's, yeah. So. I don't know. I've been doing a lot. Of, I've, got, I've been putting in a lot of miles lately. A lot of easy miles. I've had a lot of time to think about stuff. I've kind of been all over the place. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. You guys are making a lot of good comments here. Zach Bag says, I heard a bodybuilder once say, hard work beats talent. And then another bodybuilder said, sure, but once talent starts to warn, it's, uh, to warn hard, it's game over. I think I understand. I'm not sure exactly what you said there, but I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, I think, yeah, I think hard work beats two equal talents. You know what I mean? Hard work can even probably beat some slightly superior talent, but like m my hard work is never going to beat a division one athletes. Take a 40 year old, 41 year old, former division one athlete. My hard work, even if exponentially, better than a former division one 41 year old is not going to win that's kind of like where i'm at for the most part blake schumacher says i thought that process makes sense for faster pace running but for longer distance i think it's more work ethic and mental toughness hmm maybe i think again to an extent yeah because i feel like uh, well no you know i think it's i think it, i mean 
process makes sense more sense for me for long distance running because that also builds that work ethic and mental toughness i think for faster pace running that's where i feel like the gap between hard work and talent can be even greater now like where the hard work plus talent that's a tough combo to beat and that's what sets apart the elite of the elite versus just the elite and versus like different elites within the elites hard work definitely is what for the most part sets them apart comparing elites to non-elites it's not hard work that's getting is not the only thing that's getting elites to that status i don't know maybe i'm feeling negative on things um and it says i love the fact that in running we can set our own goals and get a sense of accomplishment when we get close or make that goal i'll never be the fastest but getting faster as i'm getting older yeah i'm with you and it's that's what I'm going for too. Just to feel, well, I mean, I don't know. Every once in a while, like freq I guess frequently lately, I've been feeling, I don't know, maybe I'm losing a step. Maybe that age is starting to creep up on me. But I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be. I think I can continue getting faster, at least for a little while longer. So we'll see how far I can push it. Bean Dip says, pros usually have coaches and the training is catered specifically to them. It's not a one-size-fits-all, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and I think that, like, another, on the other hand, to argue the other, you know, because, like, my argument is kind of like, you know, pros are, the, are pros are pro because of talent. The hard work is kind of, like, not that important to them. I do think that it's easy for people like me to underestimate just how hard pros really work. And that's why I love Matt Fitzgerald's book, when he was embedded with NAZ Elite, is that, like, even someone who runs in the who ran in the 240s, like he was running for the marathon, um, he got there and he was like, "These guys are on another level in terms of their hard work." So I do under I, I, I do kind of like appreciate. I don't know that I understand, but I do appreciate that like the amount of hard work that pros put in isn't just like yeah, I'm running doubles all week, all the time. It's it's a different level for sure. Um, but yeah. It's not one size fits all. That's true too. Mm. Connor Murray says, "What's your favorite season to run in?" I'd say winter. <laughs> I like I like winter running. I don't mind having a lot of clothes on. Yeah, your speeds aren't as fast, but it's just more fun. I enjoy running in the snow. When it's actively snowing, that's my favorite. I mean, sometimes it's snowing and it's a storm and it hurts your face and you're hurting because it's so cold out. But I don't know. I'd rather, I think I'd rather be hurting because it's so cold out than like melting because it's so hot and humid. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Winter for me. Steven Gerzer said, I think Co said the other day that the best metric to look at is time training. I agree. It makes a lot of sense. Thanks. I did say that in the uh, restart running video. Dustin says, some days we just need to leave the GPS watch home and just fun because, or just fun or just run maybe, just fun run because we love it. Definitely something I like to do when I'm feeling I'm getting too focused on hitting certain paces. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I haven't been focusing on the paces. The, the watch face that I use right now for my workouts shows me um, lap distance lap time heart rate and power so it doesn't show my actual pace on there at all 
because I'm pay I'm training by either a heart rate for recovery zones or easy like warm up cool down or easy portions and then power for the work. And so whatever those numbers are at, that's what the pace is. So I'm letting like the work dictate the pace. After the fact, then I'm like, oh, I was working hard, but that wasn't as fast as I was hoping it'd be. So that's kind of where I've been seeing that a little bit. Ben Brown's moving. Anyone else relocating interstate? I mean, we're not moving, but we might be going back to Iowa at some point. We'll have to see. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what goes on with Chicago public schools. It depends on what's happening vaccine schedule-wise. We'll see. We'll see, but we might be going back. I think either way, we'll probably end up back in Iowa for the summer, or at least part of the summer. Because it's just fun to be there for the summer. Mark Sanderson says, I think many non-runners see running as easy, so it only makes sense that if you work harder, you will get faster. Anyone who's been a runner for any length of time knows the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, working harder will get you faster, but there's a lot, there's a lot to that. K.K. Kuzminoff says, Heard recently that overlooked is your body's ability to recover from high mileage, not just your talent and hard work. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all part of that dirt. Well, is that, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to the concept of durability, but being able to absorb like the workouts, the way, the way that I kind of think about that concept, like the ability to recover from high mileage week or uh, from high intensity weeks. Um, I mean, that, that, that it's kind of part of the talent too, is like how well can your body respond to stuff? But when I think about like how much can your body absorb in terms of workouts and mileage, I think of like uh, that scene in the Matrix when he's just like he spends like overnight just like downloading like how to do stuff like how to like hand to hand combat, how to fire weapons, how to like fly a helicopter, that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, he's a machine. He's been in there all night. You know, that's kind of how I feel like it's you've got to be able to just absorb it, let it sink in. And then then you can be able to uh, execute on that later. But yeah, that's that's for sure. Because like uh, different people will respond differently to different stimulus, different kinds of um, workout training plans and approaches for sure. Mm. Gary B seventy one says hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's true. My daughter's over here. She's up to something. She's creeping around, crawling on the ground. I think she just wants to pet the dog. There she is. <laughs> the dog's over there, right over there. Simon Wesley says, Are you listening to any of the Headspace slash Nike guided runs? They talk about being kind to yourself and not bullying yourself whilst running. Maybe I need to look at one of those. Maybe I've been hard on myself while running. I don't know. Here's the thing. I feel really good about my running, about my easy running right now. I think because we're back in Chicago and it's flat again, my easy runs are much easier to control and make ensure that they're easy runs. Back in Iowa, it was hilly. So even then, like I'd have some inclines that were not steep, but enough to make a difference on the body. And I felt like uh, a lot of the snow running that I've been doing was really taxing. And uh, even though I had lots of easy runs, heart rate was low, the, the leg muscles were just getting, taking a beating. And so I feel like my uh, easy runs, the, those paces are, are dropping real fast. They're getting really, they're not really fast, but they're, uh, they're getting to where I think they should be. 
last two days I had two easy runs, 10 miles each day, you know, 840s. I felt pretty good about like just going out there, not even looking at the watch, just keeping it nice and easy and relaxed. I felt good about that. But then today's workout, I don't know, because I think there's a lot of other fast runners out there. I was just like, hmm, they make it look so easy. Uh, and and I have been looking at my paces during other workouts, and I'm like, these aren't where I wish they would be, but it's early, it's January, it's plenty of time. But maybe I need to check out some of those, being kind to myself. That's a good idea. Um, Matt Wilt says, and this will be the last one for a day, and then i got to get going. Uh, wants to know, do you ever see yourself dabbling in the ultra trail scene? Absolutely. Um, I can totally see myself doing that. And um, I'm hoping... I mean, who knows what the calendar is going to be like this year, but I'm hoping to get in. Um, well, I'm hoping that I have a, a 100K that I can do towards the end of the year. I would do that to celebrate hitting 100,000 subscribers on the channel. So hopefully that happens. I think that'll be a weird kind of fun, but I think that'll be fun. But I would like to do, I'd love to do, I mean, I'd like to do a 50K um, or just any other trail races. It doesn't have to be long. You know, a half marathon, I think would be a lot of fun to get out there and just kind of like barrel through the woods and trip and fall and hop and jump all over the place. I think that'll be fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm really new to that world. So we'll kind of figure it all out. We'll do something. We'll figure it out soon. Hopefully very soon. All right. I'm going to leave it there for today, guys. It is starting to snow here. So we'll see what tomorrow's run is going to be like. That should be interesting. Hopefully it'll be fun. Um, tomorrow, the Prooks Catamount video after 100 miles will be coming out in the morning. And then we'll do another live stream. Tomorrow will really be Sunday. So it'll actually be Sunday. Um, and we'll do the Sunday live stream tomorrow, 3 p.m. right here on YouTube. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.